your Bibles to John chapter 5. We are going to read verses 1 through 9. John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool which is called in Hebrew Bethesda. Having five porches, in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 4, John 5. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise up, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath I am sure most of us would have listened to many messages from this passage. You know, even I believe I would have preached, you know, a couple of sermons from the same passage. But, you know, Scripture is such a way that, you know, whenever you open the word of the book of the law, you know, it, it gives you a different understanding and different revelation. And this morning I look into God that God may reveal what he wants to reveal to us. John chapter 5 verse 8, if we can read that again, Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Can you read that with me? Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Now, this is my imagination. If I get a chance to speak to this man who was lying at the side of the pool of Bethesda, this is my imagination. imagination. This is what I'm going to tell him. You have been lying here, but you can't really get into the pool because you are stuck in your situation. In this surroundings and in this atmosphere, it's not going to work. It's not going to work at all. You shouldn't be trying the same thing every time you are saying that you want to get into the pool and before you get into the pool, there is someone else gets, someone else gets into the pool. It's not going to work at all. You are not going to make it. You must try something different this time. I mean, that's what I would like to tell him. Trying the same thing over and over again is not going to result in something different. Many times in our lives, we keep trying the same thing over and over again, and we expect a different result to come. It's not going to come. This time, you are going to try something else, something different. You are not really going to crawl to the pool but instead, you are going to get up and you are going to walk. If not, you cannot change your destiny. If you don't do something different other than lying in the pool and crawling to the pool, thinking that you can jump into the pool is not going to work. 
You tried many times in your life. And if you keep trying the same thing, you cannot change your destiny. It is true that God has plans for our lives. But the plan gets easily altered by our circumstances. And this miracle, what is written in the word of God, and this morning I'm here to tell you that you have the ability to change your destiny. You have the ability to change your destiny. This morning I would like to title my sermon as Changing Your Destiny. Changing your destiny. There are some people sitting here and listening to me from wherever you are. You are in the right time of your life. You are in the right place in your life that you need to change. You need to do something that changes your destiny. And listen to me that God may speak to you this morning. We are talking about not repeating and not doing the same thing over and over again, which is not going to result in something different. We are talking about doing something that God wants you to change your destiny. God cannot change your destiny. God can help you to change your destiny. But we are the one need to change our destiny. If we understand this miracle in detail, we will certainly come to know that there are three things at least that we must not do in our lives if you want to change your destiny. If you want to change your destiny, there are three things that you must never do. Number one, don't allow your circumstances to restrict you. This man who wants to get healed, but he wants allowing his circumstances to restrict him. This is what he could do. There are many things he thought he cannot do. He was thinking that this is the only thing he could do repeatedly. His circumstances made him to lie down at the side of the pool of Bethesda. You can't allow your circumstances to confine you to one place where there is no hope. You can't allow your circumstances to confine you to one place where there is no hope. I really do not know what it means to you, but I pray that God may speak to you. Second thing that we should never do if you are trying to change your destiny do not depend on others to help. Do not depend on others to help. I have no man. Jesus asked him, do you want to, be, do you want to get healed? And he said, I have no man to put me into the pool. You must not depend on others to help you if you are on the track of changing your destiny. Everyone has their own problem. Nobody is free. Nobody is free, especially when you come to this nation. We need to know how to stand on our own feet. If you get some help, thank God. And if you talk to many of the immigrants, many of the students, they have come to this nation. They will tell you. Many of the families, they will tell you. For my first delivery, I wanted to go back to my nation because I had no one. My parents are not in a position to travel. I was all alone. I was all alone. I had to deliver my baby just all alone. We need to know how to stand on our own feet. This man was depending on others for help. I have no man to put me into the pool. You must not depend on others. If you are planning to change your destiny, waiting for others to come and help us is not going to change our destiny. Thirdly, do not blame others. 
And his complaint was before I stepped out. You know, many times we would have listened to a sermon saying that, you know, this man is all alone. There is nobody else to go and help this man. There are people living today on the face of this earth. They don't have anybody to go and help, anybody to go and preach the gospel. But this morning we are trying to understand in a different perspective. Do not blame others. Before I step down, another one steps down. We cannot blame for our own circumstances. It is easy to point fingers on others, but we need to take the responsibility of what we are going through in our lives. Others are not responsible for what you are going through in your life. We are responsible. We are responsible. Blaming others is not going to change your destiny. There are three things that we must never do when we want to change our destiny. Number one, we cannot allow our circumstances to restrict us. We cannot depend on others to come thinking that they will come and help me to change my destiny. We should not blame others. This morning I believe God is telling us that he is calling us to change our destiny. Children of Israel, when they came back from captivity, they must change their destiny. They thought their life was gone. They are going to be buried in the, in the land of Babylon. But God brought them back from the captivity. And they are struggling to change their mind towards a new destiny where God is leading them. This morning I believe that God is leading some of us into new things in the coming days. This morning God is willing to change your destiny. The question is, are you willing? God can help, but we must make the change. God can only help, but we must take steps to, towards reaching the destiny. Jesus saw him lying there, and he walked towards him. And he said in John 5, 8, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Take up your bed, and walk. <laughs> Many of us are dormant in the same situation for months together and years together. Your relationship has been attacked and you are stuck in the, your relationship. Your job situation is affected. You are not paid what you deserve, but you are stuck with your current employer. Your health is not improving. You want to come out of your health issues, but you are stuck and you are living with that condition for a long time. You are not settled in your life yet. You are stuck between false promises and fake people dealing with you, giving you false assurance and hopes. You are stuck in your life that consumed the majority of your days and years already without being productive, without being doing, without doing anything useful for your family and for God. You are stuck in your life. And this morning, this word is coming to you. And God is telling you that he is ready to change your destiny. Are you willing? You are always willing, actually. But you don't have the courage to step out and do something for God. You are stuck with your limitations. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to move forward. Your calling is pressing you. The anointing on your life is so heavy. But you are stuck with your limitations. But this morning I'm here to tell you that God wants you to bring you, wants to bring you out of your limitations. The place from where you are stuck, God is going to help you to get unstuck. This man was stuck at the side of the pool of Bethesda for a long time. It looks like his destiny is rottenness. It looks like his destiny is soon facing death, nothing else. His destiny is always pushed behind by people. 
How many of us are living today in a life that always you are pushed behind by people? You want to move forward, but there is no way. Always there are people pushing you backward. And you are not able to advance in the way that you want to, want to be. I believe his destiny is going to be, get, he's going to get carried by people not as healed, but as dead. That's what is destined for him. That's what is his destiny. Being in the same state is not going to change our destiny. Jesus walked, toward, walked towards him and said, rise, take up your bed and walk. Number one, three powerful words he spoke. Rise, take up your bed and walk. This morning I believe that these words may bring life in us. Number one, rise. Be willing to change. That's what God is saying this morning. <coughs> Excuse me. It was not an easy thing for a man who was lying for a long time in that condition to rise. Many of us are working in healthcare. You know how difficult it is to make somebody to stand on his or her feet. They would have lied in the bed for eight hours. But how difficult it is to make somebody to stand. Jesus is telling, rise. When we feel stuck, when we are battling the same discouragement every day, when we have been doing the same thing for a long time in our lives, it's easily we get stuck. It's not going to be that easy to get unstuck. But this morning, God is asking you to rise. I don't know why you are stuck. You are stuck in your marriage. You are stuck in your business. You are stuck in your, in your work situation with the employer. You are stuck in your health condition or your financial difficulties and the situations that you are dealing with. Maybe with your parents and with your loved ones. I don't know. But God is saying, don't be in the same situation. Do something. Do something. Take some action. Be willing to change. Rise. For that man, 38 years of long sickness, it was a moment of destiny. There comes a moment in his life that his destiny is going to be changed right away. He could have missed that moment easily if he was not willing to change. There are moments that come in our lives that God wants us to change but if you are not willing for change, we will miss those destinies that God has in plan for us. We are destined to achieve great things for God on this life that God has given before we reach our ultimate destiny. But our circumstances won't allow. Our atmosphere, our surroundings, the people around us, they don't allow us to achieve our destiny. But God is telling us this morning that we need to rise from our situation so that our destiny can be changed. For some of us, the change is very essential. But many times when we think about change, you know, we are really uncomfortable. It's actually scary. When you want to take a step forward in your career, are you all doing okay? Can I hear an hallelujah? Can I hear an amen from you? Amen. We are all alive. Yes. Amen. Thank God. We are not lying there at the side of the pool right now. We are sitting in the chair. Amen. Amen. Okay. So I'm going to jump up and down now. 
Right? So our circumstances at times will not allow us to change. When you think about change, first thing that, we, that comes in our mind is, you know, we are kind of scared to make any change at all in our lives. We are so used to the way that we are living. We are so used to accustomed to the routine that we have every day. Even in the children of Israel, they were living in the, under bondage. They were living in slavery. Moses came there and he said, I'm the deliverer. I'm going to lead you in towards deliverance. And he wanted to free them. But you know what? They were not willing to change. They thought Moses is a troublemaker. They rebelled against him. They thought he's going to make things worse. But of course, things were worse in the beginning. But then it became better later. Change is essential for God's plan and God's promises to come true in our life. Are we able to relate this with your life this morning? How many of us are longing for some change to happen in your lives? I need a change. What about you? Yes? Yes? Can I see some hands? How many of you want to change? Yes? All of us want to change, right? So we need to together move out of this province. Is that, is that, is that, is that means? No, it's not. It's not. I'm not talking about that change. I don't know what it means to you. It means different things for your life. That different areas that you need change. Some of us have been praying for God. You give me this, Lord. It is your promise, oh God, which I have never experienced in my life. But God is asking, you need a change. Let's take Abraham's life. God promised him. And God's promise must come true in the life of Abraham. But see how, many, how much of changes he had to undergo before the promise of God came and he could realize First of all, there was a change. There was a change that was a need of the way he was worshiping God. You remember Abraham was born in the house of idol worship. He had to change from there. Abraham had to change from his family setup. He had to get out of his family. A big change. Abraham cannot continue to live in the same place. He had to get out of his, not only family, he had to get out of his country, the land of Ur, the Chaldeans, you know, Chaldeans land. From there he had to move out and towards the place that God showed him. Change in their names. Abraham was known as Abraham. And God had to, and he had to change his name to Abraham. And Sarah had to change to Sarah. What a change, you know, in their lives. Even changes in their relationship. Abraham had to separate from Lot. Because of the fight they picked up among their shepherds. You know, some of these changes are essential for Abraham to experience the promises of God in his life. We need to rise and we should be willing for change. When God is taking you through some changes, do not resist. You know, the natural tendency is to resist but God, when he opens the opportunities for you to change, bring change in your life, let's not resist. Let's take part. Some of the promises are held up in our lives because we were not willing for change. When Jesus asked him to rise, John chapter 5 verse 9, and immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. So here is a man who realized that his destiny is not going to change until he is willing to change. The truth number one that we get this morning is this. Your destiny is not going to change. Can you read that with me? Your destiny is not going to change unless you are willing for a change. We see that very clearly in the life of the man who is lying down at the side of the pool. Then Jesus said, 
take up your bed. Take up your bed. The world is gone. Make a clean start. The world is gone. Make a clean start. When God brings change in our lives, make a clean break with the past and make a clean start. Jesus asked this man to take up his bed. Why? Have you ever thought? Jesus asked him to take up his bed. bed. Not only rise and walk, but you should, what you should do? You should take up your bed. How many of us teach our children to fold their bed sheet and bed mattress in the morning? Do they do? Oh, in fact, sorry, sorry, it's a wrong question. How many of us <laughs> Ryan is happy now. <laughs> How many of us fold our sheets? Are you think that anyway I'm going to come hit the same bed in the night? Let's leave it like this. <laughs> you do that? Okay. How many of us do at least? One, yeah. Good, thank you. Thank you. Okay, right, a couple of you do. Thank God. How many of us don't do? The remaining don't do, right? <laughs> God is telling him, take up your bed. Why? If the bed is there, if he would have gone, the tendency for that man is to come back in the night to sleep. When we get people at home, say, please stay with us tonight. They say, no, 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 no. I can never sleep in another house. I can never sleep in another bed. I want to go back. To my saints, to the same bed. If the bed would have been put there, he would have come back to the pool because he wanted to lie down there. Many years he was living, he was, he was living there in the side of the pool. It's hard really to break the routine of life. It is go hard to break some of our habits. It's hard to forget the people that are associated with us. It is hard to forget the surroundings and the familiar things of a particular place where we are living. For that man living in the side of the pool for a long time, that was his comfort zone. He was happy. Even if he's not getting healed, if he's allowed to just be there in his bed, he would have been happy. That was his comfort zone. God is asking him to take out your bed so that you can come out of your comfort zone. The natural tendency is to go back to the same position. How many of us are living in and trying to lie down in the same bed day in and day out? You don't want to do anything else. God has a different plan for you. Your destiny is not that what you see today. Your destiny is something else that God has already planned, but you are not willing you are not willing to take up your bed. So Jesus was telling him, take up your bed and walk. I don't know whether it makes sense to you. If you see the next slide, the emotional attachment to the past blinds us to God's purpose for the future. The emotional attachment to the past, you know, some of us keep talking about our past. I have seen pastors on the stage telling him, I cast out these many demons, I cast, I healed so many people, I preached so many sermons, so many people came to the Lord. It doesn't matter what you did in the past, what is happening now, what is happening now, the emotional attachment to the past, past blinds us to God's purpose 
of what you know some of us really cherish in our uh, on our past it's it's not bad it's good but let's not sit there let's not try to lie down in the same bed god wants us to take up that bed and move forward as i talk to you i'm reminded of the story of naomi and ruth if you can just come with me naomi and her husband elimelech they moved to another country called moab when there was a great famine in judea little later elimelech naomi's husband died there in moab in the country of moab naomi's sons married they had two sons and they married two Moabite girls, Orpah and Ruth. A little later, we know the story, Naomi's sons, they died, leaving Orpah and Ruth and Naomi just all alone. And Naomi looked at her uh, daughter-in-laws and she said, probably this is the time that you need to go back to your mother's house. You are young little girls, you have life. Probably your mom will get you married to another Moabite woman. And it is time that you need to go back. And Naomi kissed them. Both of them wept. But they said, we will not go back. We will come with you. Naomi tried her level best to convince them, saying that they both must go back because they, don't, they have a better life over there. Orpah listened. And he kissed her mother-in-law. And he, she returned. But Ruth was clinging onto Naomi. I believe at the same situation, this is the same situation. It is the same God who was telling this man to take up his bed and walk, told Ruth that you should not stay in this country. Take everything that belongs to you and move forward. It is time to say goodbye to your past and move forward. And Ruth could hear the voice of the Lord, but where, whereas Orpah could not hear. And Ruth was willing to pack up her bed and move forward to the land that God was showing. Orpah did not want to pick up her bed and walk. So she returned to her mother. But Ruth was a destiny maker. Ruth was willing to change her destiny. Ruth was not willing to go back. She was just ready to pack up everything and move forward. You know, this morning we are talking about change. I'm not saying that you need to move from this place to another place. I don't know what it means to you, but this is what God wants me to tell you. Ruth was knowing what is ahead of her. Do we know what is ahead of her? Or we are just lying in the, the side of the pool of Bethesda without knowing what is happening in the rest of the part of the globe. Ruth said, let's read Ruth chapter 1 verse 16. Entreat me not to leave you. That means do not urge me to leave or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Verse 17, where you die, I will die and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts you and me. Ruth changed her destiny by making the right choice of picking up her bed and saying goodbye to her own country. Today we are stuck in our traditions. We are stuck at times with our parents. We are stuck with our relatives. We are stuck with our people who are interfering in your life and they are not allowing you to live. 
We are stuck with many conditions today. But that's not the plan of God. God wants you to get out the same way Ruth was clinging on to her mother-in-law. Whatever God is telling you this morning, just obey. Ruth was completely willing to get unstuck from her surroundings. She was willing to pull out herself from her surroundings and to move forward because she realized her destiny and if she had to change, make some change in her life at the right moment so that her destiny can be changed. She wanted to leave the past and she wanted to start afresh. She don't want to pull all those things that are along with her as she was pursuing something new, something fresh that God has in place for her. God had already changed your destiny. Are we willing? Are we willing? She has something great for you and for your family. Are we willing? We know the story of Ruth. Ruth went with Naomi and she got introduced to Boaz. And later she became Boaz's wife and their association brought a son by name Obed. Obed, Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse fathered David. The Israel's king, and in that lineage, Jesus came to this world, a destiny maker. You know, God has much different plan for you than what you are in today. Explore, open your eyes, and try to find out what God is in store for you. You think that your life is done, but God is telling you this morning it is not. God wants you to change your destiny. Can you pick up the bed and walk? Truth number two, it is time to pick up your bed. Say goodbye to your past where there is no hope and move forward. And move forward. It is no point in sitting there in that place. No point in trying to do something, you know, trying to do the same thing over and over again and expecting a good result. But God is telling you this morning, it is time to pick up your bed and where there is no hope and move forward. Then Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk Number three, walk or change your position. Hit the road and keep going. You made a right decision of willing to change and now you, you, you're willing to take up your bed. Just why are you staying here? Why are you staying there? Hit the road and move forward. You're willing to change and you're willing to leave your past. Now you must step into your future. You know, one thing that is true in our lives is when we are, especially when we are walking with the Lord, we tend to get self-content and we limit ourselves thinking that probably this is what God wants me to do. This is what God has in place for me. Many times we wrongly understand our limitations as the will of God. This happens only to children of God. That is one of the reasons why we are not able to advance in our career, why we are not able to advance in the political arena, in various areas where we are not present today. The reason is we limit, we think, we assume that God's will is our limitation. Are we serving a God who are, who are limited by our surroundings? I don't think so. This problem is with the people of God. This problem is the spiritual people. And this morning God is telling you. You need to walk. Many of us are tired of our own life. God wants us to step into our future. Listen to me. 
God wants us to set our eyes on our destiny, the new destiny. God wants us to get excited. God wants us to rejoice because now we are not trying. We are not waiting for an angel to come down and stare down the water so that we can jump in. We are no more waiting. We are already, we have picked up our bed. We are not waiting for anybody. We know where to go. We are on the move. We are moving forward. We don't have any problem. We don't have any worry of somebody else going ahead of us. Because we are moving towards our destiny. Our destiny is changed. It doesn't really matter how did we spend our life. It really matters how we are going to spend the rest of our life. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. What matters is what are you going to do with the remaining years of your life? Forget the past. Let's think about what are we going to do now onwards. Let's not be afraid of trying something different. Let's not be afraid. Let's not blame God for that. Let's not assume that it is God's will. Let's be willing to try something new. Let's not get afraid of stepping out of our comfort zone. It's not God that who has put us in our comfort zone. God is always a God who pulls us out of comfort zone, if you know what I'm talking about. Yes? God doesn't want you to sit in your comfort. It's not God. Do not blame God saying that this is the will of God. I'm just sitting in this fashion. I'm struggling. I'm suffering. That's not God. God doesn't do it. God always pulls you out of the comfort zone. Let's not delay taking decisions concerning our future. Some of you really need to sit and plan about your future. You are in the right time. <laughs> you need to get your family members, put them together. What are we going to do? It's time to plan. It's time to take action. Procrastination is not going to take us to a new destiny. No, it's not. It's not. God wants us to start walking towards our new destiny. Once we are unstuck from our situation, once we are willing to pick up our bed, there is no reason why we need to sit in the same place. God wants us to move forward. There are few things that are preventing us today from moving forward. Just want to show three things and then we want to close and pray in prayer. There are three things that prevents us today from moving forward. Number one, Past failures. One failure in the past cannot dictate your future. You are just more than that failure. It's true that one interview you failed. You messed up. But don't think that you are not capable of facing interviews. You are much more than that. Your failure doesn't really define your capability. You are much more than that. God wants you to unstuck, get unstuck from your situations today. God wants you to get unstuck from your past failures. And God wants you to move forward. How many of us, whenever we want to try something different, last time you tried and you failed. And I don't want to do it again. I don't want to do it again. 
This prevents you from moving forward. You know, God is not able to accomplish his purpose in your life because we always look at the past failure and we worry and we may assume that it may happen again in our lives. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 3 says, Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Commit your works to the Lord. You know, God is speaking to you this morning. In whatever phase of life you are in today, your future really matters. And you will be able to step into your future you, you, you will only if you forget those failures that you faced in your life. Otherwise, those failures are going to torture you. It's not allowing you to move forward. You need one success to wipe away your past failures. You need one success in your life at least to wipe away those failures and God will give you. Take the step of faith and move forward as Jesus is holding the hands of the man and he's taking him out of the pool of Bethesda. This morning I believe God is willing to hold your hands and get you out. Do not dwell in your past failures. Second thing that prevents you from moving forward is self-pity. Once you mess up, that is true. But that doesn't mean that you are going to mess up every time. Amen? Do not allow your, listen to me, do not allow your children to dictate who you are. Do not allow your children to dictate who you are. They see your failures and at times they highlight your failures. Do not allow your parents to dictate who you are and what is your ability. It is your life and you need to build your destiny. Do not allow others to blame and judge who you are. It is your life. You are moving forward no matter what others say. You are moving forward whatever, you know, in whatever way people look at you. Do not look at so low upon you. Your worth is known when you are absent in that place. Your worth is known only when you are absent in that place. As long as you are standing here, we take it for granted. But when we are absent, we look forward to seeing that person. We really miss him. Your worth is not really known when you are around. That doesn't mean that you are, you are not having any worth. Do not have self-pity on you. Many times we waste our times feeling sorry for our lives. We are wasting our times feeling sorry for our past mess See the next slide. Many times we feel sorry for ourselves because we have no shoes until we see somebody with no feet. Many times we feel sorry for our, ourselves because I don't have this, I don't have shoes to put on until we see somebody who's not even having feet. Many times our ego and our pride, they fuel self-pity on our lives. Remember Jonah, he was angry at God. He was having self-pity, let me die. Why? Because God did not destroy Nineveh. Many times we have self-pity that is fueled by ego and pride. This morning God is speaking to us. Let's surrender our ego and self-pity to God. 
so that we can move forward towards our destiny. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. For a righteous, read this with me, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. But the wicked shall fall by calamity. The third reason that allowed, that doesn't really allow us to move forward, resentment or bitterness. At times we think that she or he gave a tough time in my life. Always she or he bothered me. That one person really made my life miserable. Do you have some people in your life in that way? That one person was a thorn all along in my life. Today we are angry at that person. Today we are frustrated. We are unable to forgive. We are carrying the bitterness inside of us. And our bitterness is not allowing us to move forward. And God wants us to move forward. The person that on whom we are angry, on whom we are upset with, he or she would have already asked sorry to God. But we are still carrying the bitterness inside of us. That will not allow us to move forward. Remember, we already decided to move forward. We have taken up our bed. Now we cannot go back and get stuck once again in our lives. We need to move forward. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. With all malice, verse 32 says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. The truth number three. Do not allow others. Past failures, truth number three. Do not allow others. Past failures, your self-pity and bitterness to prevent you from moving forward. This morning I believe God has spoken to us. I strongly believe God wants to do something in our lives, but we are not willing to cooperate. And all that he is expecting from you and me this morning is our willingness to cooperate with him. God wants us to change our destiny. We don't want to go in the same place where we thought we would be. God wants us to change our destiny in every area of our life. Now just to summarize, truth number one, as we see, your destiny is not going to change unless you are willing for a change. It's time to pick up our bed and say goodbye to our past where, is there is, where there is no hope and God wants us to move forward and we don't want to allow anybody to take control over our lives, our past failures, our self-pity and bitterness. We don't want that to prevent us from moving forward. God is willing to change our destiny, but it is in our hands that we need to move forward. He, can, he is here, right here, to help us to rise and to take up our bed and move forward. Shall we all just rise at this moment for a time of prayer? 